He's good. And He'll never let you down. How about throwing a hand or two in the air right where you are? Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're in this place. We thank you for the power of changed lives. Lord, that you came and you changed us. Lord, that we received of your grace, your love, and your goodness. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, there's no end to what you're wanting to do. Lord, and you haven't finished with us yet. Lord, we're asking for more. We're asking for greater. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, come on, everybody shouted. Come on, let's give God one more big clap of praise. How are we all doing tonight? Everybody good? Man, what a service we've had already. Just those testimonies alone blowing me away. And I don't know about you, but that gives me vision. Because if God can do it for individuals up here, He can do it for anyone. And uh, I love the fact that the kingdom of God is at hand. It's accessible. You and I can access all of God. Not just some of God, but all of God. How many want all of God? Come on, in their lives in 2019. And we're just really believing this year is going to be a year of big things, a year of opportunities in Jesus' name. Well, turn to your neighbor, say, get ready, get ready, get ready. And you may take your seat. Well, one verse that we're landing on this year comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. It talks about how there's a wide open door. Everyone say, a wide open door for a great work here. I really believe God wants to do a great work through Equippers this year. You know, as a church, we want to, don't want to just impl- impact this city, but we want to impact other cities, other communities here in New Zealand and right around the world. Share this morning how we're launching into some new territories. We're launching this year into Budapest, Hungary, into Ghana. We're launching into Palmerston North. We're launching into Porirua. We're launching all over the show. And uh, I really believe God this year is, uh, it's like He's putting the, the pedal to the middle. Uh, the accelerator's going down. And uh, I really, I, I feel in my heart, it's like we're going to go everywhere all at the same time. And uh, God wants to overwhelm us with His goodness and with His grace. Because there's what? A wide open door. Uh, a wide open door for a great work here, even though many oppose me. And, uh, you know, I really feel in my spirit that uh, this is a year of opportunity. And uh, we've got cards on your seat. Some, somebody made this into a dart. I just had to pick it up before. They're missing out. Uh, but uh, what we're asking people to do is just, just to write down what you're believing God for this year. You know, what opportunities, whether it be in your workplace, you know, in, in your relationships, whether it be in your finances, wherever, man, what you're believing. Because when it comes to vision and dreams, you know, Habakkuk says, you know, write them down and make them plain so others can run with it. And uh, I, I, I just know in writing something down, you know, it, it just put more, it puts more legs on it. And, uh, you know, so often you can think, man, I'm believing for that, but then forget about it. Uh, but when you've written it down and you keep a record of it, then you've got something to testify about. And uh, on, on these uh, 
forms. You've got a, a magnet there, and uh, that goes up against your fridge. People don't come into your house, don't have to see everything you're believing for because their name might be on it. And, uh, but uh, it's, it's just saying, hey, I've got a vision for 2019. Come on, how many have a vision for this year? A vision for this year. Without vision, the Bible says, Proverbs 29, verse 18, people perish. It's not like you survive without vision. Without vision, the people perish. Uh, but when you've got vision, you know, it's there, you're able to move forward into everything that God has for your life. And, you know, I'm re- I'm, I'm, I've got this expectation in my heart this year that we're going to see a multiplication of ministry. Come on, God wants to do not just a good work, He wants to do a great work. And we're going to go from good to great in Jesus' name. And uh, for us to go from good to great is when God takes a good work and He multiplies it. That's what makes it great. And we're believing for greater things in Jesus' name. Yeah, 20-something baptisms tonight. I wonder by the end of the year whether we could have a baptism service where 100 people are giving their, uh, uh, declaring their faith publicly in Jesus. How many reckon that's possible? Yeah, 100 people. You know, radically changed by the, uh, by the grace of Jesus Christ. Well, if you got your Bible, let's go to uh, Luke chapter 5. Just want to share a few thoughts, and then we're going to get into this baptism service and baptize these people. They're going to get uh, go under. They're going to get dunked. They're going to get baptized or advertised uh, as Christians, because that's what it is. It's a public declaration of people's faith. And uh, how many know our relationship with Jesus is not something to be kept a secret? We need to go public with it in Jesus' name. Well, Luke chapter 5, verse 1, it says, So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God. I I just love that. You know, wherever the word's preached, I believe there should be a multitude of people. Because the word of God has the power to change people's lives. You know, uh, you know, I could give a motivational talk, that won't do much. Uh, but, but if a, 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 a talk or a sermon's based on the Word of God, it can change you, not just here and now, but forever. And here it was, a multitude pressed about him to hear the Word of God, and he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them, and they were washing their nets. What were they doing in the story? They were washing their nets. And, and then it goes on, verse 3, it says, Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. I just quickly want to stop there. Because when it comes to the Word of God, you know, first of all, there should be a gathering of people. But, but in this, I, I love the picture here because it was like it was so crowded that Jesus had to get in a boat and he asked the guys just to put out a little from the land. Now, first of all, you know, the fisherman must have thought, who's this guy? You know, attracting a big crowd. And then what does he want to do with my boat? You know, because he jumps in it and he says, I, I just want you to go out a little from the land. And from that place, he began to teach them. Now, any, any place Jesus spoke, you know, people's hearts were moved. Uh, when he spoke, it wasn't like he was just speaking ordinary words. He was speaking uh, the words of heaven. You know, and my prayer is every time we gather together, we'd have an expectation in the word of God. Uh, that, that God was speaking to our hearts. Uh, that, 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 
that something would come alive in our spirit. This is the written word. This is the Logos word. But my prayer this year is that the rhema word would touch people's lives because it's the word that comes alive. So when you read your Bible in the morning, you get up, you know, and you're reading through it, and, and it's like something jumps off the page and smacks you around the head and go, man, that's just for me. Come on, how many know what it's like to have that happen to them? It's like a promise just comes alive in your spirits. You know, that's, that's what makes church exciting is when we lean in to the Word of God and we have an expectation from it. And here it says, he put, they put out a little from the land and he began to teach them. If we pick up in the next verse, if I can find it in my Bible because I, I got so excited I lost it. Uh, verse, verse five, uh, verse four it says, when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep. Somebody say that. Launch out into the deep. Oh, there was not, not much cohesion there. Come on, let's say that together. Launch out into the deep. I want you to say it with your deepest voice right now. Launch out into the deep. Uh, Mark Stevenson has got that down. Launch out into the deep and let down your net for a catch. Now, when it comes to God's promises, I don't believe they're found in the shallows. See, see, uh, we get to push out a little uh, today, come to a service, and hear the Word of God. I, I really believe answers are found uh, on Monday when we launch out in the deep and we seek to apply the Word of God. Yeah, here, here, it says, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. I want to declare there's answers and there's opportunities, but they're found in the deep. They're not found in the shallows. You know, some of us right now, we've got our spiritual floaties on. We want the lilo and we're just, you know, mucking around in, in, in the shallows. But God wants us to go beyond the breakers. He, he wants us to go out into the deep. See, when you've just pushed out a little from the shore, you, you can go back to old ways of living. But when you're launched out into the deep, you know, if you're really deep, there's no opportunity of going back. You, you can't just jump out of the boat and swim back. And I believe this year, God is calling us into the deep. Some of us have been in the shallows too long. And we need to pop our spiritual lilo. We need to pop our spiritual floaties that are on our arms and say, come on, there's an adventure that God wants to take me into. And it's found in the deep. And it's not just found through hearing the Word on a Sunday. It's actually through the application of it on a Monday. Come on, how many want to live this deal? How many want to see this thing outworked in their lives? Yeah, I love the song that we sung this morning, that the promises of God, they are yes and they are, come on, do I get an amen tonight? What do you, if you want answers, if you want biblical answers, you're not going to find them in the shallows. You've got to put this to work. You've got to launch out into the deep. Verse 5, this is some of our argument right here and now. Verse 5, it says, But Simon answered and said to them, Master, we've taught all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. <laughs> some of us are going, well, I've done that before. It didn't work out last time. You know, here, these fishermen, they've been fishing and they caught nothing. When Jesus came across their path, what were they doing? 
They were washing their nets. There's nothing worse than washing your nets after you caught nothing. You know, washing down the boat, you know, putting all the gear away, and you've got nothing to show for it. You know, the joy of fishing is actually catching something. Yeah, you know, and when you catch something, you, you don't mind washing the nets. The reason why a lot of people get stuck in their walk with God is simply because of disappointments. Uh, they've tried it before and it hasn't worked out. But I love here, Jesus says, come on, I want you to go again. And, and Simon's responded says, I don't understand. You know, he was a seasoned fisherman. I don't understand. But he says this, but nevertheless, at your word. In other words, you know, my feelings are contradicting what you're saying. But I'm going to believe in your word over my feelings. And I'm going to launch out into the deep. Come on, this year is going to be your year. Come on, it's a year of opportunity. Some of you here then go, oh, I don't know about that. But come on, God wants to do something supernatural in your life. In Jesus' name. Come on, if you believe that, give God a clap of praise right now. Now, now it's interesting in this passage because, and you can check this out later, is, is, is Jesus said, let down your nets, plural. But what does Simon Peter do? He, he let down his net, singular. Because <laughs> he must have thought, ah, uh, well, what happens if it doesn't work? I don't want to have to clean my nets, plural again. I'll just, you know, I protect myself and I'll just let down a net to see if this really works. But how many know the Word of God always works? And we don't need to guard ourselves this year. In fact, if we read on in this passage from verse 6, it says, it says, but Simon, nevertheless, at your word, I'll let down my nets. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net, singular, their net was breaking. How many know if he let down his nets, it wouldn't be breaking? But there was such a great catch that the net began to break. And it goes on, verse 7, So they signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Uh, I really believe any catch that we're going to get this year, any promise that's going to be fulfilled is not just for us, but it's for our community around us. I love this because not just one boat was filled, both boats were filled. And they were so full that they began to sink. Now, now again, where were they? They were in the deep. A boat sinking in the deep is not good. You know, sometimes, do you know, how we look at God's answers can actually, actually uh, you know, affect us in a negative way. Yeah, you know, what good is a, a catch if our boat's going to sink? Yeah, you know, what good? Is, it's like, man, we need to get rid of some stuff. This is too heavy. You know, it's almost like, oh, you know, we prayed for this. God answered my prayers. You know, I was praying for a spouse, husband. God answered me. I'm now married. You know, I got my catch. Uh, for some of you, that's your prayer. That's your catch this year. You know, it's like, I got my catch. And then you get so focused on your relationship that you forget about God. And it's almost like, you know, your boat's full with other things. And, and you know, it's like, oh, I haven't got time for church anymore. 
and psych, and we're going, man, my, I'm sinking right here. I, I need to create some space. And, and we look around the boat, and we think, oh, well, Jesus is in the boat. And we think, well, I, I've heard that he can walk on water. And, and so we think, hey, hey, Jesus, wouldn't you mind just getting out of my boat? You know, can you just walk on water for a little bit? Uh, because, you know, this catch of God is so important. And, you know, and, and we get so caught up by the provision that we forget Jesus in the middle of it. Yeah, it's amazing how many couples find each other in church and then don't even start coming to church. I go, what's up? You know, God brought about the answer in the house of God, but now you're forgetting the house of God. And and it's like so many, oh, well, God provided me with a house. You know, God did this in my workplace. Then we get so busy at work that we almost kick Jesus out of the boat, even when he's answered the prayer. Oh, yeah, it's like, uh, come on, we need to keep Jesus in the boats. Come on, in our boat this year, yeah, we need to offload some of the other things in our life if we're to see God work in His fullness. And, you know, here, you know, the boats began to sink, but, you know, it goes on and it says in verse, where, man, this is small print, uh, verse, verse 8, it says, when Simon Peter saw it, he felt, no, I'm not getting older. Uh, <laughs> when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at his knees saying, depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all were with him were astonished at the catch of fish with the, uh, which they had taken. Now, I really believe this year God wants to blow you away. You're going to be blown away. If you launch out into the deep, if you stay in the shallows, you know, you'll probably just get what you've always got. But if you really launch into the deep and put God's Word to work, you're going to be astonished at what God's going to do. I, I declare over our youth ministry, you know, west, central hub, east, come on, right around, south. You know, we're going to be astonished at what God's going to do in high schools this year. You know, I really believe we're going to be astonished. Come on, university students, Bible college students. We're going to be astonished at what God's going to release. Come on, we've got family, families here. Yeah, I love the testimony of husband and wife getting baptized. You know, somebody saying they're the last in their family, you know, and then their whole family's baptized. You we're going to have households serving God this year. Come on, we're going to be astonished at what God's going to do. And do you know that astonishment is going to lead to worship? Uh, the reason why many people can be, you know, apprehensive in their worship is sometimes because they, they haven't fully engaged God and, and, and they're not free yet. See, when God frees you from your old life, from your bad habits, it always releases worship. Uh, you can be saved, but living in the hell you're in before you got saved. Just because you're saved doesn't mean things change. You've got to be renewed. By, by, uh, you, your mind needs to be renewed. And, and, and that brings transformation. That's why, you know, I, I say to you, some of you need to go through uh, equip this year. Because some people, yeah, they get converted to Christ, but they still don't understand what, what, what Christ has called them to. And, and the new way of living He's called us to, to live by and 
you know, we need to be converted. Somebody once said you need three conversions. Number one, you need to be converted to Christ. Second conversion, you need to be converted to the church. Because how many know Christ loves the church? It's the vessel through whom He speaks and He acts. And then we need to be converted to the cause of Christ. You know, if you're converted to the church and not converted to the cause, you'll just be part of an institution. If you're converted to Christ, but not converted to the church, you know, you'll never understand what's on the heart of God. And and we need three conversions, and and there needs to be a progression, and and we need to sow into our spiritual walk. We need to grow, and we need to develop. And some of us, you know, we're stuck, you know, in in our worship because we haven't given God permission to work in, in the areas of our life. I wonder whether this year we could give God full permission. I wonder whether this year we could give God an all-access pass to our lives, where we don't just let Him have parts of our life, but we give Him our whole heart and everything that we have. You know, and I really believe when you do that, God does astonishing things. It says they were astonished. They worshipped. And in verse 10, it goes on, for those who were with Him were astonished at the catch of fish which they are taken. And also uh, were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And turn the page. Turn the page. It goes on. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on. From now on. From this moment forth. This was a life-defining moment. From now on. You will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to the land, they forsook all and followed him. I really believe God is calling people to make some radical moves this year. And and he's going to define you in a moment. A moment. This was a moment. And their whole lives were redefined on that moment. Simon Peter, Peter. Went, to preach the, went on to preach the first sermon at Pentecost. Went to lay down his life for the cause of Christ. This moment was the moment that started it. From now on. I'm praying every time we get together that people would have a from now on moment. From now on moment. From now on. I'm going to change the direction of my life. I'm not going to live for myself, I'm going to live for Jesus from now on. You know, I'm believing that I've been set free from that addiction, that pain, that hurt from now on. You know, I'm letting go of the shame of yesterday. From now on, I'm taking hold of my future and my destiny. That's, that's what we're celebrating tonight. This is a from now on moment. It's, it's like they've made it this decision on the inside, but what they're doing tonight is they're publicly declaring their faith. And, and there's something about a public declaration because the enemy, when it's just private, can come in and say, well, you know, you know, how many have made private decisions to go to the gym and never followed through on those decisions? It's almost like it's just between you and nobody else. And so you have no accountability attached to it. But when you go public and you say to somebody else, you know, I'm going to do it and I'll meet you there. How many know you've got to actually show up, Manuel? And, uh, and, and, 
and, and uh, you've actually got to do something about it. And, and, and it's something like, like, like the public confession brings some accountability. And, and, and we need that in our lives. It's, no, this is, I'm putting a stake in the ground. And I'm saying, I'm not going to go back to old ways of living. You know, this is a new day. This is a new year. And God's got something new for me. And that's why I love it. Because I reckon hell shudders. Yeah, when people do this, because it goes, man, that power, power, there's a power that's been released. That's why confessing your sins to one another is a good thing to do because you're getting it out in the open. While it's in secret, it's like the enemy can play on it and he can keep you in that shame. He can keep you in guilt. But the moment you confess it, you bring it into the light, that the enemy has no power over it. And come on, God wants us to live in freedom. He wants us to live not in shame. Yeah, I love the fact that, you know, Romans says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of His name. I'm not ashamed. You know, in fact, I'm going to stand, I'm going to declare it. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of His name because it's the power. Somebody say power. There's some very dramatic music there right there. But it's the power of God unto salvation. Come on, it releases power. Power. Come on, how many want to experience the power of God? Yeah, it comes from not being ashamed. This year, come on, let's go public. Let's go public. Let's be bold in our faith. The righteous are as bold as a lion. Come on, let's not be little mouses in the corner. Come on, let's be bold in Jesus' name. Come on, if God's been good to you, you need to declare it. You need to share it. You need to open up your heart so God can use what He's done in you to touch other people in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, say amen. How about everybody stand to your feet? Do you know, this this week I've just been... Uh, again, going through our mission. Equippers. Equip is found in the Bible a whole lot of times. It's translated it. It has different meanings, five different meanings. One is to train, which you know is, is what we often think, equipping, to train. But another definition in the Greek is to mend the nets. To equip actually means to mend the nets. Yeah, I felt God say to me this week, if, if you mend the nets, people will come. Why would He trust people if they're just gonna, to us, if they're just gonna fall through the cracks? And the, and the nets are, are our relationships and our connections together. Come on, we need to be equipped so, so, so that we can hold the harvest, the catch that God wants to bring away. You know, equip is to, to mend the nets and, and so it's often we think, well, I don't have a part to play. But how many know every join is important in a net? And it's the joins, the connections in our life that actually enable us to, to, to bring in what God wants to bring our way. You know, don't live disconnected this year. You know, too many people are going fishing with a rod. You only can catch so much with a rod. Oh my God. In fact, Jesus said in Matthew 13, the kingdom of heaven is like a big dragnet you know, that gathers in and brings everything in. 
If we're going to be effective, we can't just rely on rod. Yeah, that may be fun for ourselves, but it's not effective when it comes to God's purpose. And what we need is we need some big drag nets. Yeah, you know, they don't ruin the bottom of the ocean, you know, for all those people out there. But, you know, it's a metaphor. I just want to say, just to clarify, it's a metaphor, you know, is a, and we're catching fish. And, and in, the, in the end, the Bible talks about God sorts out what's in the net. That, that's the picture. God sorts out. So, so we're, we don't need to worry about that. He's saying our role is just to gather up as much as possible and bring as many people as possible into the kingdom. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, that's your role. We're gonna mend the nets. Turn to somebody else and say, this year, we're gonna mend the nets. It's about mending the nets. You're a vital part of that net. Come on, don't let there be a hole in the net where you are. Come on, don't let there be a hole, a gap, a tear, you know, a breakdown in the net where you are. It's our connection. That's why we've got to flow together. That's why we've got to run together. That's why we've got to keep in unity. That's why we've got to meet at every opportunity. It's so that we are, we're one big net, that we can gather our city, gather a nation in, in Jesus' name. Amen. God, give God a big clap of praise. We're not half a... Come on, where have you just pushed out a little from the shore? Just a little. Oh, yeah, I'll push out a little. You know, you got your plan B. Come on, it's time to launch out on the deep. If you want to launch out on the deep, how about lifting your hands just right where you are? All those getting baptized, what are they doing? They're launching out on the deep. They're launching out. Come on, you need to launch out on the deep. You're saying this year, I'm going to, I'm not going to rely on my own understanding. I'm just going to take your word at your word and I'm gonna launch out in the deep. Come on, God's speaking to people this year. You've had initiatives in your heart, but you haven't acted on them. You haven't done anything about them. You've been thinking for some time, oh, I must do that. But I wanna declare this moment, from now on, from now on, it's a new day in Jesus' name. It's a new day. God's about to release something. Come on, some of you live with fear too long. Fear's been broken off your life. I wanna declare a new day, new day new day. God, how about lifting your voice right now? Just saying, God, I'm going to put my trust in you. I'm going to lean into you. I thank you, God, in the deep, there's a catch. In the deep, there's answers. In the deep, there's provision. In the deep, there's everything that I need. It's found in my trust of you. It's found in my belief of you. Lord, we trust you. We believe in you tonight. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's sing the song.